beautiful. It's gonna be an all time of the night. Alright, Rome, I got something for your ass. What are we driving? Welcome back to the Fast Five Minute Podcast. Thanks for coming. Uh, it's episode 17. Uh, we're talking about minute 80 to 85 of everyone's favorite second installment of the Fast franchise, Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, my name's Stone, and as always, you know him, you love him, uh, the best mustache I've seen <laughs> on a person with blonde hair, uh, wow. Guard. What a compliment. Thank you, Stone. Uh, yes, I'm here. I'm ready to get into things, and I'm really excited about today's episode in particular. I'm I'm pretty excited about it too. I was I was actually thinking up bits to go before this episode, and then I watched it. And there's a, there's a lot to get into. It's a meaty one. There is. Um, that being said, I also have some things to get into up front. Well, let's let's do it. That are pretty related to the podcast. <laughs> I hope so because we're on the <laughs> podcast now. Um, first and foremost, I have a very exciting sponsor this week. Guard, you. Uh, I knew that we had this sponsor, but you deliberately told me don't check the Twitter DMs. You wanted it to be a surprise, so I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> That's I'm, correct. I'm Stone. thrilled to find out what this might be. That's correct. Unlike most weeks, of course, Unlike, when you always yes. know. You told me deliberately to <laughs> yes. keep my nose out of it. You got That's it right. handled. Uh, so, without further ado, this week is brought to us by Nate Hadcock. <laughs> Okay, Nate has some special messaging uh, that he would like me to get into, which I will soon. You may know Nate from being an absolute legend. Uh, that's how people know him. That's how I know him. Yeah, that's how everyone knows him. Like, hey, have you heard of Nate Hadcock? Oh, yeah, that guy that fucking That rules. guy that's a fucking legend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> heard of him. Anyway, Nate has uh, voluntarily parted with his with part of his money and given it to us. Um, and I'm excited to announce the reason why is a little bit of romance has found its way back on the podcast <laughs> <Okay>. as well. <laughs> you know I love when a little bit of romance makes its way in. Yes, unlike um, our last... Ro- well, as a reminder to everyone, our last romantic ad worked. Someone was seeking love and found it, uh, which You're is exciting. Welcome. <laughs> However, unlike that, Nate already has a romantic partner in his life. Of course life. he does. Yes, of course. Obviously, Nate would. Obviously. Um, so he wanted me to uh, dedicate this ad to Emily. Okay. His old lady, as he described it. So I'm assuming it's his girlfriend. I hope it's not uh, anyone else, but that's what people say about their old ladies. Maybe it's his wife. I don't know. But his his romantic interest, nonetheless. Okay. Um, he gave me some parameters, but gave me a lot of creative freedom. Uh, he wanted to give a early Valentine's Day wish to Emily. Okay. And uh, I've come up with a few. <clears throat> Emily, your Nate's ride or die. There's no one else that he would <laughs> want to live a quarter mile, mile at a time with. Happy Valentine's Day. Wow. You are the... Um, well, I was going to say you are the... Uh, who's the first romantic love interest of Brian? <laughs> Uh, Mia. You are the Mia to his Brian, but that doesn't work because he immediately found another love. You are the Letty to his Dom. <laughs> there you go. That's, a, you that's go. a better one. That's a good one. That's a um, better one. Here's another one I have. Emily, Nate feels the same way about you as Jesse does about titanium valve springs. <laughs> gets gets him rock hard? <laughs> Sorry, that was too much. He, Jesus he Christ, loves, he, sorry, well, sorry said, Nate and Emily, he paid good money for this spot. You said Jesse, and you know that dude jerks off to car parts. Yes, but this is a wholesome segment, Stone. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll cut that. <laughs> no, don't cut that. Leave oh, that okay. in. I think Nate would appreciate that. Okay. Um. um anyway, he's fascinated, another... uh, uh, he's fascinated about him in an almost unhealthy way, but not quite. Yes, in a romantic, wholesome way. He's obsessed with Emily. So you're as... saying Jesse, we're putting this out there, that Jesse wants to make love to titanium valve springs? I think so, man. I think so. 
I think that's probably fair to say. Okay. Anyway, all, all right, that being out, said, Emily, out. happy Valentine's Day from Nate. Happy Valentine's Day from Nate. And Nate, really appreciate you. Uh, he yeah. also wanted me to make sure everyone knew it was all about family, and that's, hell yeah, dude, that's right. Um, It's oh, always also, all about family. Stone, get a load of this. I asked <laughs> Nate how he heard about us. He heard them talk, he heard the most podcast uh, talking about their tour. Really? That's right. And they mentioned Whoa. us. Well, look at that uh, that coming through and giving us some publicity. The much more successful podcasters that we yeah. had on one time. Yeah, the the really cool uh, guys that found success more so than we have. Shout out to Andrew, the most Andrew. Andrew. I like to Andrew, refer to them. That's correct. Yes. Um. So thank you, Nate. Really appreciate you. That's pretty really awesome appreciate that. of you to slide in. If anyone else would like to buy an ad spot, as we've mentioned, we'll advertise almost anything as long as uh, literally anything that's legal. Uh, we will advertise. Slide into our DMs or email us. Yeah, we 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 made a point, or I made a point to say earlier that um get an ad spot for your mom for Christmas, um as a joke, but get uh an ad spot for your old lady. For Valentine's Day, not a joke. It's already happened. That's right. Uh, at the Fast Five Pod number five. Remember to put the, <laughs> any, the in any, there. Any schmuck can get their lady a ring or a necklace or maybe take them out to dinner. Boring. <laughs> Boring. A real Boo. cool, thankful dude will buy their lady an ad spot on the on Fast Five I mean, Minute that Podcast. Is a, that is a thoughtful uh, out of the box gift thoughtful. is all I'm going to say. It is. Um, at the Fast Five Pod number five, <laughs> remember the the. And while I'm on the topic, um, you can rate on Spotify now. Please give us five oh, yeah. stars. It really helps um, the pod. I want to shout out to the mm, eleven people that have already rated. Shout out to you guys, your family. We love you. You're the best. Eleven every, people have rated us already. To everyone that hasn't, Uh-oh. what what's what's up, dude? I thought we were closer than that. What's um, up, dude? Oh, oops, I, I, I haven't. I, I'll submit tw- uh, 12, well. currently 12 people have rated. Um, everyone else, come on. Guys, oh, we don't ask for much. Nice. Just a All little right. rating. 12 ratings, wow. Yeah. Thanks a lot, we're, guys. we're sitting with a hard five stars, so. Really appreciate that, everyone. <laughs> well, it's pretty big for us. If anyone gave us less than that, I'd be actually offended, so thank you. Now, Stone, speaking of the, our 12 ratings um, and our... <clears throat> thousands of listens. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, yeah, triple digits, no big deal. Quadruple digits, many people would say. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> I was only <laughs> counting the zeros. Yeah. It's yeah, quadruple digits, four four figures. Yes. Um speaking of uh the fans, do we have a name for our fans? Um perhaps gearheads. <laughs> um I don't, I don't know, because I don't want it to make it. T- I mean, I do want to make it more car centric, but this isn't a car podcast. It's a Fast and the Furious podcast. You want something more Fast and Furious? Maybe, um, maybe, maybe uh, the uh, Fast Five Fam. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, I don't know if anyone has a, a recommendation. Tweet it at tweet yes. it at us. Excellent idea. Jay, Willie, Nate, uh, please tweet. <laughs> Anybody think, else. Anyone else, uh, please tweet what you think fans of the show or, should be called. Uh, Instagram, too. You, you Instagram heads are we welcome as well. We have more followers on Instagram, more interaction on Twitter. It's bizarre. Um, <laughs> anyway, Stone, that was a little thought I had. Another thought I had uh, that we might take offline, as people in my company say, which just means secret. Um, <laughs> okay. Do you want to publicly or privately discuss what we're going to do with the wealth we've accrued from this podcast? Um, let's leave it a secret for now. Okay, I do. I do think it'd be fun to do something fun and announce it on the podcast. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I think so. So stick around for that, everyone. Yeah, once we once we get um, dozens of dollars, we might do something with it. That's right. Um, this could be at any point in the future because <laughs> it takes us a minute to accrue wealth. Well, it's we accrue wealth one ad at a time, and let me tell you what, uh, they aren't paying a lot. <laughs> yeah, tiny little globes don't uh, pay as much as you would think. I will say um, 
Willie and Tyler and uh, Nate and everyone else that has supported us, uh, we really appreciate it a lot. A huge thank you. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. <laughs> Shout and out. If I didn't just say your name, sorry. Okay. No free press, I guess, if I didn't say your name. <laughs> um, that being said, Stone, that's all I have today. All right. Great. Well, um, I don't have anything off the top, and I think we should just hop into it because uh, a bit of a meaty episode with a mm. lot that I want to talk about. Indeed. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's fair. Let's get into things. Guard, without further ado, would you like to tell the audience how this five minutes began or how it ended? Yes, um, I'll take began today. It began with um, at least 30 cop cars. <laughs> so many cop cars. And it ended with more than 30 other cars? Question mark? <laughs> Exclamation yeah, point. Yeah. Um, so, so stick around for that if you're into uh, large amounts of cars. <laughs> yeah, so... That's what you're into. Yeah, if you're if you're here, there's a decent chance you're into a ton of cars. I don't know. Yeah, you're not you're not into cars. You're just into huge quantities of cars. You love used car lots. You love um, huge parking garages. You know, big into large amount of cars. Yeah, that would be um, the pod totally normal. Yeah, that'd be totally normal if that was your thing. So welcome. <laughs> well, getting back into it, um, just the quickest summation of how we got here. Brian and Roman are doing undercover work for Verone, a drug dealer in Miami, and they are doing the big run that we've been waiting for. They're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are in the middle of a big run, and we've learned, of course, the reason they're in a high-speed chase is because the much-coveted uh, secret item that they're transporting that we've been waiting and waiting to find out what it was, was just a bunch of cash. Just a bunch of cash hidden inside a wall. Nothing exciting. Remember when we got an excited uh, end to what's in the Ferrari, and it was a cigar? And maybe I thought, well, if the first thing that was a secret was something exciting, maybe the second thing will also be something exciting. Big, mm-hmm. bit huge wrong from me there. Uh, it's yeah, just cash. Foolish, foolish. And we're in two uh, brightly colored uh, sports cars driving down a Florida freeway with, as Guard said, uh, dozens of cops in pursuit. Asgard. Shout out Thor, dude. <laughs> dude, shout out. Um, too many cops. Yeah, like a preposterous, silly, silly amount of police officers have arrived on the scene, um, which I know we've already discussed this a little bit, but... Why did the FBI FBI not tell them one to uh you know back off? We're gonna uh, learn because they wanted to put dozens of cops' lives in jeopardy, all so they can catch one drug dealer. Not just dozens of cops' lives, but also um a numerous amount of civilians that we're going to blow past oh, yeah. soon here down the road. <laughs> I oh mean, yeah, just it's gonna be pretty interesting. Uh. So that was a weird choice, um, yeah. you know, but it makes for a cool high-speed chase, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and when we pick up, um, Brian is all the way out of his car window because, let I remind you, we have <laughs> yes. a ESD stuck in this car, a electronic system delay disabler, uh, made-up technology stuck in the uh, side of this car, which is causing it to turn off or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, so Brian gives the wheel to the goon. He reaches out. He's <laughs> wrenching on this bad boy. And so, uh, first thing I want to point out is in somehow during this scene, he just ends up in the middle of the median, the grass median between mm-hmm. two sides of a freeway. Mm-hmm. How did they end up there, guard? <laughs> Dude, uh, I don't know. Brian's a bad driver. Well, he, he's <laughs> they're on the road. And then he says, hey, man, take the wheel. Let's the goon take the wheel. The next shot, they're not even on a road anymore. Let me rephrase, I guess. How poorly the, the could goon, he have been driving? The goon is a bad driver. Dude, all he says, like, all you have to do is keep it on an empty road as we're going straight, and he couldn't do it? There's no one in front of him. Like, I get that it's a stressful situation, but... 
And he's not a little bit off the road. They go from Brian outside the car to a wide shot where he is three car lengths into a grassy median. <laughs> How did he end up over there, dude? Yeah. Um, luckily, the car doesn't like flip or anything. Um, and also, whilst on this median, Brian <laughs> tears out this metal grappling hook device with his bare hands. Yeah, he uses he uses uh, every bit of bicep he can muster up and just rips this metal pronged spear out of the side, the <laughs> metal work of his car like it's like it's nothing. Awesome. Uh, Who knew yeah, that, that Brian awesome. was ripped as yeah, fuck? Yeah, Brian's a superhero. He also then has the magnificent idea. Oh, he by the way, he's holding. Uh, he's like wrapped his hand with a cloth of some kind, I guess, to not get electrocuted by this thing. Why it would electrocute him? Again, don't know. How does he know that? I don't know. Maybe just taking a guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, he then hurls it into one of the cop cars, which is another badass choice, dude. Yeah, just just hucks it behind him and just absolutely nails it and hits a cop car right in like the front grill, where I guess is the most accurate place to shoot a ESD harpoon. Yeah, um, for sure. Causes the cop to just lose it completely and causes a, mm, a dozen car uh, small incident uh, made up of nothing of cops. <laughs> They're all following each other so closely yeah. that one <laughs> losing power causes all 30 cops to spin out. It's pretty awesome. Um, he disables literally every single one of them by hurling their own EMP device back at them. And I, I got pretty jazzed about that, if I'm being honest, man. Not only did the uh, ESD device not disable his car, he then weaponized it against the police and <laughs> yeah. caused mm, a couple dozen cop cars to spin out that were in hot pursuit of him. Yeah, um, um, the guy in the car with Brian, so remember that, so, first of all, Rome is also driving, doing nothing. He's just driving along. Um, and he's, then, he's just hoping Brian can figure out his situation so they can go fast again. He's hoping for the best, for sure. Um, <laughs> he's, he's really, he's really yeah. trying to manifest a good situation to come out of this. Another point to know is that Brian is leaning so drastically far out of the uh, vehicle that his car has, like, slowed down to, like, 30 miles an hour. So the, the cops don't, like, try to pit him or anything. <laughs> they just, like, also slow down, I guess. Because they're also, like, they're right behind him the whole time. They're right behind him, but, like, they don't go past him when he's slowing down. They don't get up next to him. They just kind of stay behind him and wait for him to take out the EMP device. Yeah, we're not making that and up, by hurl. the way. Um, <laughs> Like, it show it clearly shows the vehicle and it like zooms in on the speedometer that it's that he's slowed down to like 30 miles an hour not going very quick no no not at all um so that's but luckily uh, with sheer strength and determination he yes. figures it out and they speed off um the goon with brian is livid he says uh you've gone loco and yes. then Brian laughs hysterically. Yeah, so, so the goon with so him I agree sees with goon. that his plan has worked. Yeah, dude, you're crazy because you just saved our ass. Yeah, you bought us a ton of time, um, and I'm furious with you. Absolutely mad. Uh, then... <laughs> these get... two people, just so everyone's clear, these two, the people we're referring to as goons... Um, that's their job in the movie. They're, they work for Verone. They, they're, they're Verone's like, muscles. I'm yeah. shocked they're not FBI agents themselves. Yeah, because uh, But as far as we know, is, they aren't. Yeah, they just work for Verone. That's why we're calling them goons, So that, just so everyone's clear. They, they, we then get a shot of the, the asshat um, FBI agent who is with a squad of police officers <laughs> in the bushes watching Verone show up to his private jet, he says, Bilkins, the bird is in place. Yes. Sick line. The bird referring to the private jet. Again, um, by the way, so like, I realize that the cops are doing their own thing, which is why they're chasing them, but you would think um, 
the FBI would tell them because they have people in place at the airport, man. No, they are they are throwing around the lives of these Miami PD as if they were <laughs> mere pawns. It's incredible. They're disposable they when it the comes airport. to catching Verone. Yeah, they totally are. I mean, like waiting for them at the airport is all of these Miami cops. And all then, they have to do is or, no, uh, lose me, the cops and show agents. up with the money. <laughs> yeah. So the FBI, by the way, is also putting their mission in jeopardy by just like hoping for the best that uh, Brian and Roman can outdrive the PD. Because if yeah, the cops really... get them, then like the whole plan's you know blundered, right? Yeah, they're really taking this undercover thing to the nth degree where they're like, you're not only are you undercover, you have to yourself get away with some crazy crimes for this plan to work. So I yeah. hope you guys are good. Which, by the way, if Farone doesn't believe them at this point, then he's, I mean, he's crazy. They've like pretty well proven themselves, right? Like Brian took, yeah, like they... Brian might have killed a couple guys when he threw that EMP back there. He, there was the chance of him killing a couple people, so... I mean, I saw several he... <laughs> cars flip at 40 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, guard, after all of that, I want to get to a part in this that just had me absolutely um, flabbergasted. <laughs> so, okay. Brian well, hold gets on, hold the... on now. Oh, before, okay. There's one thing that I don't think you're talking about that I want to talk about before we do that. Okay. Um, um, they are you. You're not talking about like the wholesome exchange, right? Because I really, I my heart was touched by that. Well, it's it. My what I'm talking about ends in the wholesome exchange. Okay, okay. You go ahead then. So after Brian's got his car up and running, we've seen that the FBI are staking out Verone's airplane. Mm-hmm. And then we get go back to the boys driving their cars, and they veer off the freeway. Indeed. They are now no longer on the freeway and trying to lose these cops. Um, <laughs> they're trying to lose these cops in residential neighborhoods. <laughs> uh, super dangerous. Just whipping around corners. And this whole plan, is we're supposed to understand that these two are really good at driving their cars. They're going, they're taking turns quick, they're losing these cops. Guard, they're between turning off the freeway and the wholesome exchange, which I'll get to in a second, it's about 20 seconds of movie time. Mm -hmm. 20 seconds that gave me a furious headache. (laughs) It came in fast, and it was furious. I was say, how, because the way the they like? proved, <laughs> the way they proved that these two are skilled drivers isn't by showing a nice long car chase or like showing them doing cool things. It's by making thirty-four editing cuts in twenty seconds. Yeah, it was tough to get horrendous, there, man. dude. It was brutal. Do, do we want to show that they're good drivers by seeing them take, I don't know, one corner in its entirety? No. No. We want to show you mm, a half second of them taking a turn and then a half second of them shifting and then a half second of a helicopter. It was bananas <laughs> to watch. It was painful. Yeah, I totally agree. It was extremely painful, man. It was some of the worst editing I've ever seen in a movie when trying to convey action, because, like I said, I don't, I didn't get the 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 feeling that they were good drivers. I got the feeling that they had nothing in the way of shots of them actually driving the car and just edited it together as fast as they possibly could. I'm um, to, to be honest, I was questioning try to if, trick the if, idiot uh, audience. <laughs> I think Brian like. Uh, whoever plays Brian might have literally been driving the car. I, I don't even know if they got stunt drivers. I don't know if they did, man. And if it did, it, it doesn't matter because you never got more than a half second of actual car driving footage. So after 20 seconds with 34 different camera shots, uh-huh. trying to prove to the audience that these guys are good at driving cars, we then get a wholesome exchange. Well, before. So just to... To really drive the point home as well, the the cops the reason they think they're driving so well is because they're going through this like four lane wide like downtown area 
And the lady in the helicopter is like, for the cops, not the... There's two helicopters, by the way. The FBI has one that's showing video. There's an video. FBI cop. There's a police cop. They're both jockeying over <laughs> yeah, the same they're airspace. Like right they're going to crash, other. and we're going to lose several good men and women on <laughs> yeah, the force at this point. They're literally like feet apart. But the lady in the cop helicopter that doesn't know what the FBI helicopter is even, that's how little they know about this undercover mission. <laughs> She says, "We've got him. We've got him now. We've got the road blocked off ahead of him." Uh, what she meant we by got that, him for sure. Yeah, what she meant by that was the cops were going to drive in with massive, massive gaps in between all their cars for someone to easily drive between. I mean, like you and I could have could have evaded these these roadblocks with our driving skills. They. They weren't putting up the hardest of fights I've ever seen. Uh, it was it was a bunch of police officers that seem like they haven't gone over mm, eighty five miles an hour in their squad car ever before. It was like um, what's that game where the aliens come down uh, in like rows? <laughs> you know, Starcraft? come on, Starcraft. I don't know. So it's don't a classic. Know. Come on, you shoot the aliens and your little and you have little shields on the bottom. Uh, Space Invaders. Yes, thank you, Space Invaders. <laughs> That's how the cops were lined up. Uh, they they didn't put up a very good fight in the slightest. One of the worst I've ever seen. Um, but after all of this, the goon hanging out with Brian mm-hmm. gives respect where respect is due. That's right. And, and uh, he says, where, where is it in my notes? Oh, hey, you're a great driver, man. And Brian, as cool as a cucumber, looks over and says, thanks, bro. Thanks, homie. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you, man. Thanks, bro. Like, Dude, they're just giving respect back and forth where it's due, you know. Keep in and mind, we know audience, he's a good driver. Um, Brian knows for a fact this man has been tasked with, with murdering him at the conclusion of this. Yeah, he uh, he knows for a fact that this man has been is a trained assassin waiting to kill him as soon as he's done. Literally, when the job is complete, this man's going to try to take his life. And they just have a little exchange. A a little cutesy exchange. Hey, good job. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. We're bros now. They said it so nicely. It it cracks me up how they say it. (laughs) One Um, murderer to the other. (laughs) So after all 34 cuts in 20 seconds, Mm -hmm. a cute little exchange we get another scene that that's badass. Me. There's so many scenes in this that just like that's... are absolutely kill me, and I'm Dude. talking about uh, Bilkins. Bilkins gets oh, his, okay, okay, a, a yeah. great scene where after all of this, um, there's just a close-up shot of a <laughs> of a of a TV like radar screen, and it zooms out where Bilkins just swivels around in a chair, doesn't say a goddamn word, cuts away. What the fuck was that for? <laughs> It's so funny. Oh, this whole five minutes is just, it's like comedy gold, but unintentionally. Correct. Um, Also, so Bilkins is viewing uh, everything transpire from this um, camera on a helicopter. Yeah, he's in a sweet command center watching all of this unfold on multiple... Yeah. <laughs> is he watching a NASA space launch or a very poorly planned undercover sting? Yeah. We don't know. Same room. The camera evolves as we go on. I don't know if you noticed that. So <laughs> we get like a really shitty, like almost black and white, like a really digitized camera. At the end of the scene, Bilkins is watching in a crystal clear HD in, color. in full yeah. color, like uh, awesome. Just I mean, this helicopter driver is incredible capturing all this. Yeah, give give that uh, drone before officer drone an award. Oh, for sure. He's the only one doing his job correctly, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Bilkins also says, "Where the heck are these guys going?" So apparently, he they're going rogue. They are, which of course they are. They're two criminals, Bilkins. Yeah. What the fuck do you think would happen? They sure are criminals. Um, um, they give a couple more lines. Uh saying, all right, Miami's finest, let's see what you got. Everyone's here. It's time for the show. Let's give it to them. What could it possibly be, guard? What well, could it possibly be? Before, Just before this really quickly as well, Miami's finest, uh, the lady in the helicopter said they're going to block off this area and they've got them right where they want them. 
they drive immediately to exactly where their plan is. Oh, yeah. They got there with almost, it was like a Sunday drive for these two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like the easiest shit they've ever done. Yeah, they the, the Miami's finest have not only let them go exactly where they wanted, they've crashed several cop cars in the process. We see it unfold. Um, and then Brian and Roman pull up to a big old warehouse-looking place, the one they scoped out with Tej. Yes, the, thi- the thing that we previously thought was an abandoned shopping mall. Yes, they drive into some unloading dock-looking doors. Um, They close them behind them. The cops surround them. They get out with their guns drawn. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so, they're chasing criminals. Sure, yeah, of course. And then, guard, what what happens? Well, something fucking badass happens. I can only describe it that way. Uh, The guys go in there. We're waiting for them. Oh, you know, what's what's the Bilkins. Is watching. He's waiting for yes, them. Yes, Bilkins is in command, watching as we speak. Has uh, no idea what his employees are up to. <laughs> no, no clue. Yeah, I didn't. No didn't, clue. Uh, didn't go past this with them earlier. Uh, <laughs> they wait for quite some time, by the way, before coming out. Well, you got to build suspense. Yeah, and boy, do they! I mean, just some awesome stuff. A howling starts. To, just to set the scene, sorry. They drove into a garage, but it's like uh, like storage lockers uh, kind of thing, except way bigger, it turns out. There's like seven, eight, nine garage doors. We get a howling uh, happening from inside for some reason. There seems to be multiple voices. What is happening? We're signaling it with a crazy howl. The what s- could this be? <laughs> the smell of diesel is in the air. Who who <laughs> who was driving diesel earlier? Not Brian and Roman. Not at all. I assume I'm I'm uh, ad libbing here. I assume the smell of diesel is in the air. All the well, sudden, it always is when you're around this kind of crew. That's right. All of a sudden, the garage doors burst open to reveal a ton of massive trucks, smaller than a- monster trucks, bigger than everyday trucks. They're they're good sized uh, trucks with big old grill guards on them. Also, they're all the exact same truck, but with um, they're different colors. It's like um, uh, take a bag of Skittles and a bunch of big trucks and mash those yeah. together, and that's kind of what comes rolling out of the the kind of big tough <laughs> trucks. Uh, someone like named like Dylan that what lived in Wyoming to drive <laughs> something like that. Something like that, except. Um, not so because they're they're in a rainbow configuration and that's way too that's way too lame for anyone <laughs> named Dylan that lives in Wyoming that's by right. chance. That's right. Uh anyway, these trucks burst <laughs> out of the garage. Uh and they don't try to avoid the cop cars at all. Their mission is to plow into them. Yeah, they're they're the muscle in this situation. Um there's at least eight of these trucks, and I think, boy, that's a lot of trucks. I was thinking, you know, I wrote a note down when I saw only the trucks. How did they convince all of these people to go to jail for them? Because that's what's going to happen, right? I mean, like... That's a lot of my... The last bit of my notes is just how... How on the world did they convince so many people to commit felonies? <laughs> yeah, a ton. That being said... uh. There are way more people that are about to come out that I didn't know about. Yeah, so they open the garage, the trucks come out, they do their muscly thing and uh, clear away these cop cars, Mm -hmm. and then they open uh, the garage doors again, and out comes um, every single uh, street racer that has ever existed in the Miami region. Yeah, I mean, there is just... A, a t- like, how many cars do you think there are? Um, oh, at least forty, see. right? At least, I maybe mean, more. It's just incredible. It really is. Um, I also think it's funny because they these trucks cleared away the cops, but the cops were only blocking five of the twenty <laughs> garage yeah, doors, and like twenty so they doors open. Just, they could have just opened the other ones and not committed vehicular assault on police cars. <laughs> but that's not cool enough. <clears throat> if we're doing crimes, we're going to do all the crimes. 
and um, yeah, they they just all leave. We see some familiar faces. They're back. Yeah. Guard. Oh yes, the return of Knickknack, Paddywhack, and the the gross uh, lady molester. They're back in um, business. A guard is referring to two of the four street racers from the beginning of the movie. Yes. Uh, orange one being Orange Julius. Orange Julius. One, that's right. And one being Slapjack, everyone's favorite character. We get them for about a half a second. Glad they made a return. Yeah, I didn't bother. God, looking if their we would have, we would have finished out this movie without seeing everyone's favorite character, Slapjack, the. A man who's horrifically bad with money and (laughs) is probably homeless at this point. And Orange Julius, the creep who has a fixation with the color orange. I don't know what I'd do if we didn't get to see them at least one more time in this movie. I was certainly excited, I'll say. Um, Honestly, I saw them in this movie and I'm like, oh, it's a callback to last movie. And then I literally had to think, oh no, that was just this movie. It was just so long ago. Yeah, they were in this one. Incredible enough. Incredible as um, it may seem, they were in this film. So this unfolds. Bilkins uh, is watching it unfold now on a color TV from the FBI helicopter feed. And he just gives a bit of a smile, which I wouldn't if I were him, because he's for sure going to lose his fucking job. Oh, yeah. He he needs fired. I mean, he's... He's a nuisance. He man. is. He's bad at his job. <laughs> he's, no, he should not be left in a... In a uh, place where he can make decisions regarding law enforcement anymore, he is not good at this. No, bless your heart, not. Bilkins. I love your shirt, but oh my gosh, <laughs> you cannot be trusted. No, he's really awful at being an FBI agent. Unfortunately for him, uh, you know, it's it is what it is. He's going to lose his job for sure. Uh, but he, it was a fun ride with him. It was a fun if ride. If he returns um, to any of the films, I will be flabbergasted. But that would be the most realistic thing in this movie, so who's to say? I just want to say, okay, so their plan is to go in to here um, and then have a bunch of cars come out with them and cause, like, a mass distraction, and that's how they're going to get away from the cops, right? I guess. How did they convince dozens of people to commit for sure felonies? Like, the people in the trucks that rammed cop cars? Like, that is, like, no doubt, like, serving time in jail kind of crimes, right? Like, intentionally ramming cars Using your car as a weapon against cops? Yeah, I would have to think that's jail time, man. I don't know. And, like, every other car that's here, like, they're also now accessories to crimes, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all... And not not the fake were undercover crimes, like... Real crimes, right? No, not... Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, not the... Uh, there's no way they cleared this with Agent Bilkins, right? I mean, like... Yeah, yeah, because a lot... Like, the whole chase up until this point was a crime under the guise of we're undercover agents, so, like, we get off, ha, ha, ha. But at this point, they've crossed over uh, uh, a figurative line where they're now doing real crimes that can be punishable by anyone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... And they've convinced a hundred of their closest friends to get in on the action. The friends are certainly not uh, exempt. No, no, not at all. Do you think they promised them money? Do you think they just said, hey guys, we got a really fun plan? Are you in? You might be uh, implicated in a crime or two. How do you think they convinced all of these people to be a part of their plan? Yeah, I don't know. Hey guys, you know what sounds fun? Doing some crimes, and don't worry, we have a deal with the FBI, and then someone said, well, I don't, and they said, fuck it. Eh, don't worry about it. Don't think about it too much. <laughs> fuck it, dude. Whatever. And they were all like, okay, yeah, that tracks, actually, for sure. And and they're also committing crime in the middle of the day under surveillance of, like, a police helicopter. <laughs> so, like, you can't get away easily from this, or at least not everybody. A police helicopter, mind you, that is recording video. Yeah. Uh, you see multiple shots of these cars. They have license plate on them. <laughs> they didn't even take the time to remove the license plate. Not only that, all of these cars are very uniquely painted. <laughs> like, yeah. g- guess how hard it is to find Orange Julius's car? <laughs> 
pretty easy. It says fucking Orange Julius Orange on the Julius side. Orange Julius is probably going to prison anyway, I assume, for some other crime. So. Dude, these guys are so stupid. They're committing crimes with cars with their names on them. <laughs> like, I just... Yeah. I, I don't know if everyone here is so stupid or if they tried to pay them or or what, but I cannot find any logical reason or like way they could have gotten this many people to commit crimes for them just for fun. Well, do you think the in like the movie I I I'm like legitimately trying to wrap my head around this because I mean, obviously, the director just put it in because he was like, "This will be, this will be fun. This will be badass." Yeah, it is fun. It is badass. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. But agreed. Like- <laughs> but like, do you think the director had any sort of logic when he's like, "Oh, they'll get away with this," you know, like they're all getting away with this crime. It'll be fine. Or do you think he literally was just like, "Let's never address this again. This is just badass." I think they were doing a brainstorming session. And they go, what would be a badass way where they get away from the cops? And they're like, I don't know if we brought in like a hundred freaking cars. <laughs> Miami's finest like, street racers. Sick. Yeah. He's like, street racers hate cops. Let's you know what let's would make it. the audience you know what would make the audience furious if they never got to see Orange Julius again. <laughs> oh, dude. Orange Julius. We know at least why Orange Julius and and fucking what's the other guy's name? Flapjack. Slapjack. We know why they're there. Slapjack is desperate for funds, <laughs> for sure. I mean, he needs rent money. He does. He's homeless. And Orange Julius, I assume, is there uh, because he's going to prison for his uh, heinous crimes of sexual assault that he no doubt committed. Yeah, he's already he's already wanted um, for for creeping on all the ladies in downtown Miami. Yeah, so he said, fuck it, I'll just do you, this. You see, a, you see a bright orange car turn a corner, and you you run the other yeah, way he's, when you're in Miami. He, he terrorizes Miami. He's actually he's actually known as the orange terror yeah, in, um, yeah, yeah. in those circles. But um, he gets a fun name, Orange Julius, when he's a street racer. Yeah, for some reason. Um, now, that being said, Tej and Suki were wise enough to uh not associate themselves in this situation uh thus far we don't we don't see the end of this confrontation guard that's true but we don't i mean we don't they're not captured by the police camera so far which is nice for them yes yes that is true we do not have uh evidence that they are there but where we leave this five minutes uh dozens and dozens of cars have just spilled out of this abandoned shopping mall looking place indeed uh bilkins is watching it all unfold for sure thinking i'm gonna gonna get fired yeah he 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 seems to be having a good time unaware that his career is coming to an end um what happens next guard christ oh you mean my prediction i was like the stone i think we got to the end man (laughs) that that is where this five minute ends but um using your uh, great knowledge of these movies. What happens next? That's a super good question, and I'll tell you why. Because none of this mattered at all. Did you get that at the end? <laughs> They've evaded these police officers, and they're feeling really good about it. This entire five minutes that we just talked about, all this crazy, batshit insane stuff that happened, didn't change their plan at all. It might have. No, no, they, they've now the, caused. I mean, so they've they, caused a, a large ruckus. It didn't change the circumstances, I should say. So before they got chased by a bunch of cops, they were going to the airport to get ambushed by the FBI and possibly killed by the goons. Correct. After this five minutes, they're going to the airport to get ambushed by the FBI and possibly killed by the goons. But they had. This was a totally meaningless. But they had fun with their friends. This was a totally meaningless badass detour into a into a garage. All right, your your uh, your prediction is nothing changes, and they go get murdered. I don't think they'll be killed. um, Oh, because I've seen both of them in other movies, so I think they'll probably survive. I I do. uh, I assume uh, they're going to. (laughs) I don't know. Fly a, a car into a helicopter? That would be sick. All right. That's a hot prediction. Let's check back next week and see if you're right. Okay. Excellent. Well, guard, that's the end of this five minutes. Um, it was A lot happened, uh, even though nothing happened, to your point. 
Uh, but we're we're one episode closer to the end of this movie. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And uh, I never thought I'd say this. I could not be looking more forward to Tokyo Drift. Oh, dude, I'm so I'm so excited for Tokyo Drift. Too Fast, Too Furious sucks. It, dude, this movie sucks hard, and I'm gonna give you a little warning. A warning. A little preview of Tokyo Drift. I like that movie. Oh. I I legitimately like it. Thank Christ, because Too Fast, Too Furious was is it bullshit. I don't know if it's a good movie, but from memory, it's a much better movie than this. It's more interesting, and also there's like more fun car things, other than just like bad buddy cop bullshit. I was gonna say yeah, as long as it's not boring, right? That's like the sin this movie makes is it's fucking boring, man. I don't. Uh, also, Bow Wow's in it. Oh and hell yeah! Loves, hell yeah! Is Dom? Everyone loves Lil Bow Wow. It, does Dom <laughs> ever that... return to the franchise? I I know I've seen you'll him just, in a more recent see, movie, Gar. but I don't know where he is still. You'll just have to wait and see. Oh, incredible. Well, Guard, uh, with all of that said, mm-hmm. before we get the fuck out of here, yep. do you have any other stuff you've watched, read, listened to that you'd like to talk about for just a second? I just like to reiterate that Nate Hadcock is a pretty cool fucking guy. Yeah, well, shout out Nate. Yeah, of course. How about you, Stone? Yeah, I have something I'd like to talk about just a little bit. I have been watching through. Uh, sorry, Stone. The... By the way, um, Nate, I oh, hope yeah. it was cool. I said your entire full name. Sorry if you wanted to, to not have your last name in there. Too late now. Well, better throw in his middle for good uh, good measure. Was well, Twitter? says Nate Nate Hadcock. So I don't know if he has two names or he just really wants everyone to know he goes by Nate. Interesting. I don't know his um, middle name. Uh, <laughs> Nate, if you want to tweet us your middle name, that's fine. Uh, you should probably draw the line there uh, because that's quite a bit of information to be putting into the public. Yeah, well, also share your birthday and your mother's maiden <laughs> name and the name of your first pet. Anyway, Stone. Anyways, the thing I've been watching is a documentary. I've been watching the Beatles Get Back documentary. Have you heard of this? Um, no, but maybe that's why um, the Beatles showed up on my Reddit. I think Reddit has just realized uh, that we that it should combine our profiles and show us the same stuff. Well, perfect. Um, it's a documentary about their it's a documentary series there's three episodes but uh don't let that fool you they're about three hours a piece holy shit it's a lot but it's um they were gonna make a tv show about the making of their last album that never got made so it's just great footage and like audio recordings of them uh brainstorming and recording and like making their final album and it's so fucking interesting to just be like a fly on the wall of the beatles making a beatles album and it's very 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 cool it's uh directed by peter jackson um who uh i've yeah and i that's what peter jackson's been up to yeah, dude, I went and saw a Peter Jackson documentary in theaters when I was in Phoenix, and it was about uh, World War One, and it was f- amazing and great. So Peter Jackson went from directing the critically acclaimed Lord of the Rings trilogy to directing documentaries? Yeah, but they're so... Okay, so I want to... Uh, this is another thing about documentaries right? I want to talk about. Because you think of documentaries as like people in interview chairs talking about a thing that has happened with footage of that thing, right? Like, that's documentary I do, yes. format. But there's another way you can make a documentary that's so much more interesting and better and makes for an amazing uh, cinematic experience, and that's where you don't do voiceover. You just take footage and audio from a thing that happened and just edit it into a narrative story. And that's what they're doing with, like, the Beatles one. It's it, like no one's like talking over footage. It's just the footage uh, edited in a way where it's a narrative story. I don't know about um, that, Stone. I, I take comfort from a, a deep voice narrator in documentaries. Oh, dude. I, I like that. If you want, if have you ever tried this flavor of documentary? Because it, I think it is the superior flavor of documentary. I don't know, to be honest. I'm a big documentary guy, so surely I have. But I boy, do I. And there's know. only there's only a couple that I've seen that are like this. Because it, you have to have, like, so much footage and so much, like, 
actual dialogue from an actual event to be able to do this, and you don't always get that lucky, you know? I would say almost never. Very rarely you get that lucky, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's another great one that I saw in theaters. Uh, This podcast also brought to you by seeing documentaries in theaters. Now, now, Um, stop they didn't. Oh. They didn't pay for us. We can't pollute Nate's uh, That's bot true. ad spot. Another one, if you if you want to try this flavor documentary, is the Apollo Eleven documentary from uh, twenty nineteen. Okay, we can officially endorse that if you would like to. Yeah, I saw this documentary in IMAX, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> it's just a bunch of footage from Apollo Eleven launch, and it was great. Okay, well, whoever made that, if you want to stick on the DVD um, endorsed by the Fast Five Pod, you can. We we uh, legally are allowing you to do that right now. Yeah, so go uh, if you watch a documentary. Toss a couple of good. bones our way for it. That'd be fine too. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. We're desperate. Okay, excellent. Stone is a big time documentary guy. Um, I would have oh, also before that we leave. Yeah, uh, guard. Um, who's your? Do you have a favorite beetle? <laughs> Oh, I forgot to tell you uh, my thing. Uh, no, I don't. I know nothing about the Beatles except I like, um, I assume, a-, a lot of their songs, but like six of them I've listened to I like. Um, Ringo is <laughs> yeah. my favorite Beatle. Yeah, shout out. He's still alive, and he's he's all about peace and love. Hell yeah. All right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a George Harrison boy myself. Okay, well, shout out those guys. The thing I saw on Reddit <clears throat> that was pretty funny, uh, who married Yoko Ono? John Lennon. And everyone like hates the this lady or what's the deal with her? Um <laughs> dude, she's a whole character in this documentary okay. where he's trying to write music and she's sitting in a chair like touching him. It's incredible. Um well I saw this video of Red on Reddit of uh Boy, I wish <laughs> I remembered attempting the to other sing. guy's name now. <laughs> um they were seeing Johnny. I know B. exactly Good. I know exactly what video you're talking yeah, about because I also the, what's watched the other it. guy's name? Well, it's John Lennon and another great vocalist from the day, and they're doing a great duet, and uh, <laughs> Yoko Ono's also there. I It's killing me that I don't know this this guy, the other guy's name, because he's like a fame Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Um, Yoko Ono starts sounding off uh, on the other mic while these two legendary musicians are going on, and she literally is making dolphin noises, like going... Ah! Like it's the weirdest. I shit. can only I can only describe <clears throat> it as wailing on the microphone, and not in a good way. Literally, yeah, it's the weirdest shit I've ever heard. Uh, and then they just cut her mic off, and she's like, looks so offended. Funny. It's so funny, dude. It's a it's a really funny clip. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's all I have. Do you have anything else before we round things off, Stone? No, uh, go watch a documentary. All right, excellent. Well, that's all the time we have. Remember. Uh, documentaries are freaking tight. <laughs> I was going to do a board game plug, but <laughs> documentaries are, are sick too. They're so sick.